0: welcome to explore the word podcast i'm thrilled that you can join in today for the next number of podcasts i will be dealing with the errors of calvinism and armenianism these theological belief systems are all around us today calvinism being the most promoted and definitely the most popular in our day and age Obviously I'm teaching about the error of these systems I am neither a calvinist or an arminianist I regard myself as a biblicist meaning one who makes the bible the sole rule of faith Calvinism is a group of teachings promoting that god preselects some to be saved and by default preselects others to be damned Arminianism is a group of teachings designed to refute calvinism But go too far and teach that an individual can lose their salvation. Both have major errors and have led to confusion in numerous churches in the centuries since they've been formed. A true Biblicist appeals to God's word to find his truth in the doctrines of predestination, election, free will, and human responsibility. So John Calvin was a Protestant theologian who lived from 1509 to 1564. He was a Frenchman and later became a Swiss reformer. The tenets of modern Calvinism are based mainly on his works called the Institutes of Christian Religion, which were published in 1559. It would not be correct to state that John Calvin developed modern Calvinism Rather, Calvinism is based on his work and has been expanded by his followers after his passing. Calvin was raised as a devout Roman Catholic, but started to move towards Protestantism after reading Martin Luther's writings. And just so you know, Baptists are not part of the Protestant faith. And I'm going to, down in the future sometime, do some episodes on Baptist history. We uh, run on a different stream. We're not part of Protestantism. Uh, and that's another episode and another day. Uh, but Protestantism retained much of the errors of Roman Catholicism. And here's a number of examples uh, some Protestant churches, infant baptism, sprinkling as a mode of baptism, uh, sacraments, as difference between sacraments and ordinance, and the church as a means of salvation. So John Calvin was forced actually to leave Geneva in 1538 because his teachings and views were viewed as very unpopular. They were not accepted. But things changed. A few years later, he was invited back and the city actually offered him a position with benefits. And he said one of his desires was to make Geneva into a city of God. I'm not going to dive into all the things he did in those positions, but just just a little bit of background on John Calvin. In the 16th century, a Dutch theologian by the name of Jacobus Arminius countered Calvinism, Arminius, you know, Arminianism. Uh, we he believed in a free will, but took that position and went a little bit farther than we would go, and it's definitely not biblical, and that is the loo- that one could lose their salvation. Uh, Jacobs uh, actually studied under Calvin's son-in-law, who was his successor and really was a heavy influencer into the Calvinism that we know today. And his name was Theodore Beza. Uh, Beza taught that degrees of election and donation came prior to the decree to create man. So he was really a big part of the Calvinism that we know today. So, Jacobus took a church in Amsterdam in 1587. Uh, He was a brilliant preacher, a gifted student of the word, and uh, he was known to have a very humble disposition, and he was dedicated to the cause of Christ. Um, Calvinism, the teachings of it, began to infiltrate his church and really started to cause him problems in, in his congregation and uh so that's when he really wrote out uh what he believed and he opposed his former teacher, teacher's teachings uh, he opposed bees's teaching uh he died at the age of 49 in 1609 uh most people think that you must be either calvinist or arminian arminians uh, i've never been accused of being a calvinist but i have been called an armenianist uh, numerous times uh, and uh, that's there's not just those two positions. Uh, the third, a biblical position, a biblicist, uh, which is that all can be saved, that we can do nothing to save ourselves, that salvation must be accepted by our free will, and that we can't lose salvation. And there are real and serious consequences for not living a life that pleases Jesus Christ, a, a holy life, a righteous life. Romans 7 6 says, But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Now, Calvinism is known to have five pillars. First one is total depravity. The second one is unconditional election. Third is limited atonement. Fourth is irresistible grace. And in the fifth is the perseverance of the saints. So total depravity or total inability. By total depravity, a Calvinist means a sinner, a lost sinner cannot come to Christ and trust him as Savior unless he is chosen, foreordained, to come to Christ. The Bible teaches depravity, by that simply means that there is none good, no no man is good. Uh, no man can earn or deserve salvation. Jeremiah seventeen nine. The heart is deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? While the Bible teaches the, the, the depravity of man, it nowhere teaches total inability. John five forty it says, And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Notice it's not that matter of whether or not you can come to Christ. It's a matter of whether or not you will. So that's a choice, right? Free will. Uh, Matthew 23, 37. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou kickest, uh, killest the prophets and stonest them that which were sent unto thee. How oft would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings, and ye would not. Revelation 22, 17. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that hear say, Come, and in him that is a thirst, Come. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. The only thing that stands between a sinner and salvation is the sinner's will. God made every man a free moral agent. Some Calvinists use John 6.44 in an effort to prove total inability. It says, No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. But the Bible makes it plain in John twelve thirty two, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Every man or woman will make the decision to accept Christ or to reject Christ. That, that's, that's the reality of it. It's our choice. John 3.36, he that believeth on the Son have everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. I believe that every sinner can look to the heavens and see that there is a creator. Romans 1.19 talks about this, because that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so there are without excuse. We can look to the heavens and see there is a God. We can look to creation and see there is a God. If an individual will search for truth, will search for God, God will not hide himself. He will send a messenger. I firmly believe that God is calling way more messengers, another note, Uh, but they're rejecting the call of God. But I have heard so many stories of missionaries who've gone to some really interesting fields far from North America and get to these little towns that no one has ever heard of and they preach the gospel and someone comes up and says, I have been praying. I have been searching. You have brought me the answer. It's amazing. You search for God. God will not hide himself. People go to hell not because of their ability to come to Christ, because, but because they will not they will not, not of an inability, but they choose not to. The teaching that man, that a man or woman, or child are totally unable to come to Christ and trust him as Savior is not found in Scripture. You can twist it, but the biblical mandate that we see and teaching is that. I will draw all men unto me. And it's a choice. Will I accept or will I reject? Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode has been a help and encouragement to you. Keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.